Welcome to the Midrange Podcast. I'm your host, KP. Today's episode is about free agency. Two players in particular for free agency. Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. See, Kevin Durant, I'm going to touch on first. Because it's very fascinating. Because he won't be playing this upcoming season. But the Warriors can offer him a five-year max deal of $221.3 million. 44 per year going forward, but he won't be playing this upcoming year. So, according to many sources out there, they're saying that the Warriors would allow Durant to rehab, and then after his rehab was done for the upcoming 2020 season, would be willing to trade him to an organization, or should I say franchise, of his choosing. Now, he's got the option of the five-year, $221.3 million that the Golden State Warriors could offer. People say they should offer. And if they do offer that, and he does stay for that year, does rehab, along with Clay Thompson, because he's going to be sidelined for nine months, so he's roughly coming back in second half after the All-Star break, you know, trying to get his legs under him. So the two of them can rehab together, get better together, kind of push each other going forward. But if Durant comes back, and he comes back healthy, and healthy enough to give the Warriors that outside scoring that they're going to be missing and that interior low post presence that mismatch he creates are they going to be willing to give him up are they going to say to the New York Knicks the Brooklyn Nets and the Clippers who are in the mix as well too we'll give you KD after the 2020 season but you'll have to give up some draft picks or some assets because basically they are going to sign him to trade him going forward. So my question is, what team is going to give up their assets for a player that they won't know is fully recovered because all he has to do is pass the physical. There's not going to be no on-the-court testing or any any trial runs with KD going forward are they going to rely on the same training staff that allowed him to go on the court in game 5 and further injure himself after his calf strain that is the question that other organizations are going to ask okay and say he comes back 90 90% 95% what why would the Warriors trade him If he comes back fully ready, engaged, and locked, and wanting to prove to the world that, you know, my career is still here, all you people that wrote me off, I'm still still KD. Like he said, you know who I am. And he comes back, and he's going to be an intricate part to another title run. Will they give him up? Will the Nets give up draft picks? Will the New York Knicks give up draft picks just to get KD? There's a lot of questions on that aspect of that. 
I'm just going to break down for you a little reason why I think Golden State will try to keep him going forward. KD averages 32.9 points in the postseason. Now, he's only been there three years. And, sorry, three, four years, I should say. And he's fourth all-time on the Warriors scoring list. Short sample, 32.9 points per game. And very, very crucial part to their titles, the two titles that they got with him. Okay? Now, while on the court, the Warriors average 1.16 points per possession. That's with KD playing on the court. That ranks them number one overall. Without him on the court, the Warriors rank 19th. So, the question I have is, who needs who? Going forward, Golden State needs KD. So, are they going to get the same value in return? Because this upcoming season is not going to be the last five seasons that we've been accustomed to with the Golden State and their pedigree. And people are talking about, you know, KD wanting to play with Kyrie Irving. So that goes into play with where's Kyrie going? Is Kyrie going to the Brooklyn Nets? Is he going to the New York Knicks? Because he tried Boston. Boston didn't work out. Younger players on Brooklyn. Younger players on New York. People are rumored to have him in L.A. And people are also saying that KD wants to play with Kyrie. So if they do sign KD, they give him that max offer. Clay's up for a contract as well, too. So Clay doesn't get the max because somehow, some way, he didn't make the All-NBA teams, which, you know, kind of hard to argue for that result because he should be on the, he should be making those teams. But then they have the option of Draymond in 2020. Are they going to offer him a max contract along with KD, Steph, and obviously going to give Clay what he's worth and his max? So can they afford all these guys under one roof playing that luxury tax for a KD that you don't know how he's going to be when he gets on the court? A Draymond, who's going to be playing this upcoming season on a contract year. So you know he's going to be playing out of his mind. And then they have DeMarcus Cousins who, you know, signed that one-year deal, got hurt after he came back from that Achilles, went out with the quad. But now the option is they're going to need scoring this upcoming year. Without Clay and without KD, they're going to need some interior or even exterior, a front court or a back court. So, DeMarcus Cousins could stay, bet on himself again, produce out in Golden State, do what he's got to do with Draymond Green, give him the added scoring, and he could sign somewhere else going forward. There's so many questions going on with the Golden State Warriors. They were such a sure thing. Such a sure thing. People realize how good they were. They changed the dynamic of the, the NBA when they added KD. They became an unbeatable 
organization after that, and then now they're plagued with injuries. But it, that's that's part of the game. You know, you can be the, the team that doesn't get those injuries going forward, but, you know, when those injuries hit, they hit. They hit hard. There's nothing you can do about that. So a lot of questions for the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant free agency because if he signs with them for five years they opt to trade him going forward to another organization for the 2020 season you know all power to them for doing that but if he comes back they're going to see him firsthand getting rehab going through the treatment knowing how what kind of condition he's in if he's ready to play if he's ready to go and those teams if he does stay with Golden State are going to be losing assets now if they can you know, get in KD's ear if he doesn't decide to opt in to this and he puts himself on that market and they come in other teams like the Nets, um, you could even go the Knicks, the Clippers, and they give him that same same offer on the table. Hey, you know what? You can come with our organization, rehab with us. We'll try to get Kyrie to come our way as well too because I know you two want to play together and allow him to learn their offense, rehab, out of sight, out of mind. Less questions are going to be asked throughout the course of the year because with Golden State, it's always going to be, okay, is he going to sign back? Is he going to stay? What's going to happen tomorrow? And he's going to have the same questions he was trying to avoid on his free agency under contract with the same Golden State Warriors. So that's my two cents on that. My best bet for him in my opinion, is go to a place where you know you want to be, that they're going to bet on you, just like you're going to bet on yourself to produce and be that dude that you were before this injury, and give yourself enough time to be accustomed with a new organization. That's if he wants to be on a different team and be the man on that team. But if he stays in Golden State, he can still be KD, still be surrounded by Clay, Steph, Draymond, and pay the luxury tax. The owners probably would because, you know, they went from a million-dollar organization to a billion-dollar organization over the course of these title runs. So they got money. They got money. They got a new stadium coming in San Francisco. Oakland, you know, put them on the map, fan support, all that stuff. But it is what it is. People want new venues, new arenas, new avenues. And that's where that money is, out in San Francisco, that uh, tech money. But, you know, I'll leave that at that for K- KD and the Golden State Warriors. Next up on the list, as I said, is Kawhi Leonard. The man of the city of Toronto and the man of the country of Canada. The adopted son, now and forever. Now, Kawhi has opted out, rumored is, of his $2.3 million player option. So now the Raptors can negotiate. They can offer him a five-year, $187 million contract, which is roughly $37.9 million per year. Or if he walks away from the Raptors altogether, he can go another organization, another team, and they can offer him $140.6 million 
for four years, which works out to 35.2 per season. You can see why Lowry was chanting five more years at the parade instead of the fans chanting one more because a one-player option would give him just that one-year contract to sign, then he could play out and go forward 2020 and go wherever he wants. Now, it gets interesting with the Raptors because on the 29th of June is the deadline for Kawhi. Rumor is that he's opting out regardless, but we'll wait till the 29th to see what he does. If he makes that announcement, then there's negotiations coming forward from the suitors for Kawhi Leonard, and he's heavily, heavily suited by a lot of a lot of organizations out there. But with his $21.3 million opt player option he has, Gasol, on the other hand, has a $25.6 million player option that he can opt into his deadline comes on the 27th so now that Kawhi may not opt into his 21.3 and if Gasol locks into his 25.6 million dollar one then what do the Raptors do now since Kawhi has requested that trade from the Spurs he forfeited the Supermax contract so he could have got an offer similar to what Durant was at with the $221 million five-year. But since he requested a trade, he's no longer up for that. So all he can get is a five-year, 187.7. I'm saying all he can get, like that's chum change, from the Raptors. If he decides to stay, the Raptors have the, the most, they can offer him the most amount of money if he stays with that organization. If he doesn't, he goes a four-year deal Heads back to L.A. where people are rumored to say he wants to play at home. He wants to be a Clipper more than he wants to be a Laker. But he wants to be in L.A. for what he said prior to arriving in Toronto. Now, if he walks away from that Raptor five-year deal and signs somewhere else, as I was stating, he has forfeited $81 million from the time he's requested a trade from the San Antonio Spurs. Because the Supermax was 221 and if he walks away from Toronto's deal of 187 for the five-year, he's only eligible for $140.6 million for, for a four-year contract. But Kawhi Leonard is a guy who left Jumpman, gambled on himself, went on to New Balance, brought a brand that is a running shoe for people that are marathon runners, and anything with long, anything other than basketball, New Balance was until he signed with New Balance and kind of put him on the map with this title run. Now, I stated the Clippers want to want to get at him, the Lakers want to get at him, and now they're saying that the 76ers are wanting conversation with him. Now, I don't know if he goes to the 76ers. I think he's a, he's an upgrade from. Jimmy Butler, not nothing against Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's a solid two-way player, but Kawhi is more of a player where the offense runs through him as opposed to Jimmy Butler being the third option on the 76ers, but he should be the second option because Ben Simmons doesn't have a jump shot. So, you know, that's just me. 
But if they lose Kawhi Leonard, if the Toronto Raptors lose Kawhi Leonard, I'm just going to put off his playoff production, not his regular season production, his playoff production. So his run this year to the finals, he totaled 732 points throughout that playoff run. So 732 points. I want you to remember that number. And I want you to compare that to his time in San Antonio from 2012 to 2017, where he totaled 1,432 points for five seasons. Now, he came to the Raptors for one season, and he already put up half in one playoff run. Mind you, when he was in San Antonio, he had... Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Ginobili, as Chuck would say, and other guys on the floor that could contribute. So he wasn't really the the main focal point of the offense as he was in Toronto. So that and people were knocking him for saying he couldn't be a playmaker. He wasn't a guy. He wasn't the main guy to get on your team. He's not a superstar, but he proved literally everybody wrong told him he wasn't okay and you know I hope he does stay he kind of gave the city a a lifeline a little a little Christmas gift before Christmas because I don't know if anybody thought the Raptors were going to win a title ever okay they made that trade people were disappointed in that trade and I don't blame those individuals because For years and years and years, the Raptors have lost to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Regardless of who was in front of them, the one guy they could not stop was LeBron James. So they got rid of the coach, Dwayne Casey, brought in Nick Nurse. And then San Antonio trade comes along and they want DeRozan for Kawhi. Now, I would have took that trade. Mind you, Kawhi hasn't played in a year. He's only played six games in about a year and a half. But still, body of work. If you watched them during the the playoffs with San Antonio when they made their title run, when they beat the Heat to force them out of a three-peat, just like he did this year to force Golden State out of a three-peat, he was a key factor in how the San Antonio Spurs won. And he was a major factor in how Toronto won. Point blank, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. So, with that said about Kawhi and all the energy he's brought to Toronto and the country of Canada, I've never seen a press conference before in my life, ever, that, you know, I turn on my TV, I see the mayor of Toronto, and I see the super fan Nav Bachot. And they're urging fans to let Kawhi be while he's in Toronto. Okay? The TMZ Kawhi bus tour needs to stop. Is what they're basically saying to fans and the people of Toronto and the people of Canada in particular that are just coming to Toronto just to get a glimpse of this individual that has brought a title 
not an NHL title, an NBA title to Toronto. Okay, there was pictures of him at Home Depot with the moving boxes. People speculating, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? What's he going to put in those boxes? Does he put bubble wrap in the boxes? Is he a styrofoam type guy? Does he put his picture frames in cloths? Does he wrap them twice? Neatly organize, put living room, dining room, bedroom, basement, man cave, whatever he puts on the boxes. Okay, that was one picture. People going crazy. What's going on? He's shopping at Home Depot. Yeah, he's a normal dude that goes shopping. Then he goes to the restaurant. I think it's Cactus Joe's or something, something, some cactus place. Someone takes a selfie, puts that up. And then another story comes out that he's in Niagara Falls. His daughter's being enrolled in school out there, which to me is one hell of a drive during the winter months while in season. So I don't think him being out in Niagara Falls to register his daughter in school makes any sense whatsoever because why wouldn't he just register her locally where he he can go, him and his wife, pick her up and so on and so forth instead of driving all the way to Niagara Falls and then back for games, all right? If, if this does bother him, if the mayor, Tory and the super fan had a point to leave this guy alone. Uh, the fans need to, you know, let the fun guy be. Let him enjoy the city. Then heading to L.A. might be the right choice, you know? He might actually be lost in the Hollywood stars that are actually out there. He'll be under the radar and be able to play basketball. Yes, it'll be a big decision if he goes to L.A. because, you know, there's billboards out there. A, New Balance put up one. When he came to Oracle and let them know that he's he's coming there to mess up Oracle, the Golden State Warriors, close that place down with a party the right way, not the wrong way by having Golden State win, you know, the right way. Sorry, it would be to have Golden State win. But, you know, when you're the villain, when you're that guy who has stopped not only the San Antonio Spurs from championship contenders by opting to leave you knocked off the Miami Heat when they were ready to uh, three-peat and you've knocked off Golden State you are the run stopper the major reset button in the NBA so say he leaves he goes to Hollywood just because the fans are bothering him which it is what it is people are excited like like I said 2019 NBA championships champions that's the Raptors that's Toronto Raptors and a lot of people are talking about injuries on Golden State don't want to hear about it because injuries happen throughout the course of sports it happened to Cleveland Cavaliers when Golden State won their first nobody talks about that they talk about the dynasty that started so hopefully if he does stay the dynasty does start but those are the two key free agents in the free agency Summer that is about to be upon us as of Sunday. All right, you have players as Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, as I said, KD, Kawhi, Kyrie Irving, 
Julius Randle, Paul Gasol, Kemba Walker. Al Horford is no longer a part of the Boston Celtics. He's opted out. Paul Millsap has a player option of $30.5 million that he can opt into, which I think he's going to with Denver because I don't see anyone offering him that contract going forward. You know, he could get 20 on a, you know, a, a four-year deal going forward, maybe at the end of his career getting paid over the course of his career as opposed to one shot may be more suitable for him. But that's a choice he's got to make himself, right? So you have Malcolm Bogdan, Brogdon, I should say, and Chris Middleton in Milwaukee. I think both those guys re-sign with Milwaukee, hoping they do because, you know, they actually had a team this year. They need somebody that could play that two or three spot that can create more and allow Giannis to manipulate the middle by extending the defense out to that three-point line and having them to guard that that body that is able to drive to the hoop, score their own two, and facilitate as well too. They need somebody that is going to get them some, some buckets because once the Raptors build that wall in front of them, good luck. You have D'Angelo Russell, who may not be back in Brooklyn, depending on Kyrie or KD. People are saying he goes to L.A. Clay, I think he re-signs as well, too. Uh, you have Nikola Vujacic. Hopefully I'm saying that right. In Orlando, he's an option as well, too. But I think he probably re-signs with Orlando. There's going to be a lot of movement during the summer. I don't know if I mentioned Kemba Walker, but that's a possibility for a lot of teams going forward because Charlotte is is in a place where it can't get better. So as I said, free agency coming up this Sunday. A lot of people have been the opportunity by midweek to opt in or opt out of their player option going forward. Should be interesting. You know what I'm saying? Thank you once again for listening to the Mid-Range Podcast. I'm your host, KP. Check out my next episode, which would be approaching soon. I'll let you know.